Whew, I think we're tired after all that energetic dancing. Welcome to Caching in the Northwest. This is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. So while you're already breaking one or maybe two of your New Year's resolutions, we'll be caching in the Northwest. That's right. And that means it's time to bring in our resolute rhesus monkey. Some say lemons and the color yellow infuriate him. And others say he must face magnetic north while drinking carbonated water. All we know is he's called land monkey. All these things are facts and, and they're true. And I think every week we learn a little bit more about me. And I think it's really important um, because, well, first of all, I'm the most important person on the podcast, but secondly, because it's just so interesting and there's all these interesting facts that keep coming out. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where, where you keep coming up with this stuff, but uh, it's entertaining to me anyway. So, so what is it with the color yellow? I have no idea. It just, I don't know. Yellow is just not cool. It's not on. It means accelerate faster. <laughs> no, that's Amber. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew Anyways. I went to high school with Amber. <laughs> no. A lot of us did. Um, not the same one. Um, hey, you know what? We have a guest tonight. And it's MC3Cats, my favorite geocaching rapper. Hey, hello, everybody. Hey, Chris, good to have you here tonight. Um, so obviously we're going to be talking, well, I shouldn't say obviously, uh, we are going to be talking about the WSGA. The obvious is because there's a gigantic poster behind you that says WSGA. <laughs> there is. Oh, that's why I said it was obvious. So it's obvious. Um, yeah. little. Not to those listening. <laughs> they can't hear yeah. the poster. You can't hear the poster. That's right. I mean, it's like eight feet tall. I don't know how you wouldn't hear it, but apparently they can't hear it. This it's is, got its own theme carefully. song. It's so big. Stop, pull your car over and listen more carefully. That's you will right. hear the poster. You don't have All to turn right. your pull your car over. Just turn the volume up. That's there you get. That's right. And while you're at a, a bus stop, make sure you bob your head to the intro. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Perfect. All right. So anyways, good to have you on the show tonight, Chris. We're looking forward to talking to you about some WSGA stuff. Great. Well, thanks for having me on. Our pleasure. And, you know, it's a quick reminder here that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. That includes, of course, Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click the Patreon link on the cachingaw.com website. And then, you know, stay tuned to the end of the show where we will read out all your names and there's new names to read this week. So very mm -hmm. exciting. How very exciting. It is. You know, another thing we like to do each and every week is to read a very interesting geocaching log. We like to call it the glow or the geocaching log of the week. So whether you read it or whether you wrote it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. You know, that email could be an audio attachment from your phone. Mm -hmm. It's really that easy. You can call into 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool right there on the website and show us how you glow. That's right. This week's glow, glow is from the Magical Mystery Cache. That's GC143C. And it was logged by <laughs> 324. And the glow reads, As 2018 ends, 
many of us have our rituals of cleaning out the old to allow for the new. One of those rituals for me is tying up loose ends and finishing lingering projects. Old geocaching logs are on that list, as I'm sure you can relate. I also clean up old sewing projects, run the dishwasher, and read my cards. Things that might not be as relatable. Evidently, Pay Me Cash was doing a little year-end cleanup for himself because he sends me an email of a handful of geocaches we had found that I had never logged. Once I got done laughing at the irony of PMC sending me this kind of email, I decided to be grateful, create a log that can be used with all of these caches, and cross another thing off my last-minute 2018 to-do list. I'll also use this log to reminisce about the hundreds of geocache logs that have been signed over the past year. This is a great sport, made that much more enjoyable when shared with friends. Thank you for creating and maintaining this cache for all of us to enjoy the hunt and find that little scrap of paper so neatly tucked away in its container. TFTC. How very nice. Is, is Doesn't that sum up some things? You're looking for a little scrap of paper neatly tucked away yeah. in its container. Sometimes neatly, other times it's just shoved in there. I got to say this cacher has a pretty good memory. If they can remember that this particular cache was uh, was well maintained and had a little scrap of paper neatly tucked away in the <laughs> container, when they you know they're logging it so much later after. Yeah, you don't know when it was found, but it was logged. Uh, it was logged at the end of December or middle of December. So, who knows? There you go. Anyways, it's old news now. That's so last year. Yeah. You know, I haven't done a podcast all year. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Didn't you do one earlier today? Well, yeah, I haven't done a caching in the Northwest. Okay. A real podcast. <laughs> a real podcast. That's, that's great. Hold on a second. I got to tweet something to Daryl. Okay. Right <laughs> Soon this will be the only podcast I do. <laughs> okay. I, I've sent that. I'm back. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we got Come any news? Rest to... Uh... <laughs> <coughs> don't make me laugh it makes me cough it only hurts when you laugh it's true okay news do we have any news oh there's always news some of it's worth sharing some of it's not worth sharing you never know what is going to be in the news let's the do big the news not worth sharing for... stuff first what's that let's do the stuff that's not worth sharing first oh here I am oh okay <laughs> In other news, the <laughs> playground, one of the places that we love to play with our hobby is the national parks. And well, if you're geocaching in the national parks currently, the good news is, apparently from what I've been hearing on the news, is that you can get in without paying admission fees because nobody's staffing the entry, entry gates. The bad news is nobody's also emptying the trash, cleaning up the restrooms, or maintaining said parks. So if you ever wondered what life would be like, what society would be like without authority and government. This is a little peek into what life that might be like. So maybe take a few extra Cito bags and clean up some stuff or just do what you can to be responsible for yourself and convince others to do the same. You know, I like to think that people are inherently good until you see what happens at our national parks without oversight. And people... People stink. People are the worst. Oh, but people are also the best. Okay. That's right. 
So it's that some people. Right. Some people's children. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Those are probably mine. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think you raised your kids a little bit better than what we're seeing going on okay. in some of these news stories. But, you know, and, and of course, the news is always going to report the worst of everything, right? Because that's the sensational part that's going to be uh, gathering more viewers and selling more uh, advertising Super Bowl time or whatever the heck it is that you guys do. But um, I think the, the bottom line is regardless of whether you're going to a uh, unsupervised or, or barely supervised U.S. national park, or if you're in in Canada going to a park, or if you're just going to your neighborhood park, it doesn't really matter. Just be responsible when you go to a park. And most geocachers are. We appreciate that about all you good listeners. You guys are all awesome about that. You get out, you see tow, even when it's not officially a see tow, you pick stuff up and clean up after yourself. So pass the word along. It's up to all of us to kind of try and maintain the parks while uh, we're waiting for whatever the heck is going on down there to get sorted out. While well, those silly Pokemon Go people just trash them. That's right. Yeah. Is that what, it is? what it is? That's got to be it. I figure it's typical. Yeah. For the record, I've not been in a national park for months. <laughs> well, for the record, I'm planning to go to some of your national parks this summer. So if you guys could, you know, clean them up a little bit before I get down there. <laughs> Don't make me do all the work. The government still may be shut down this summer. We're not sure yet. I'll see what I can do. I'm not, I'm not scheduled for any vacation time for about the next five or 10 years. So <laughs> you're probably going to be there before me. All righty. Mm. All right. Well, there you go. Chris, Chris Brewer, any thoughts about that? You know, I, I, I agree totally with Jim in that, you know, if, if no one's cleaning the national parks up, I think it's a great idea to even have a CEDO. Who's going to tell you not to have an event in a national park? There's no one there to tell you otherwise. Hold an event. <laughs> Heck, while you're at it, take the money at the gate, you know? Give it to, give it to the feds. <laughs> Just stand there with the orange vest that we all have in our car. Yeah. yeah. We're helping out here. We're collecting money for the federal government. Well, we're collecting money. Yeah, we're not collecting it for the government. I'm starting to see an insight into how the WSGA works, and clearly it works well. (laughs) There are certain times that they make a lot of money. (laughs) Views and opinions expressed by the guests of Casey do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of management. What about the host? Nice. It is the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter, so... (laughs) All right. Points are like the entrance fee at national parks. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, all of a sudden it's like twice what it normally is. What the heck? $800 to get in? Are you sure? Are you sure that's right? Yeah, there's a big cleanup bill this week. We got we to gotta afford the bin to come in here. It's anyway. like going over to Wollerton. Okay. <laughs> wow, Canadian reference. Nice. Oh. All right. Um, so we'll, we'll wrap that topic up and we'll move into our main topic for the night. And uh, Chris, MC3Cats, welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm going to say the last time I saw you was in Victoria at our live broadcast, Christmas in the Northwest event at Landsharks HQ. Um, so I'm curious, how did you enjoy your trip to Victoria? Were there any highlights you want to share? Well, for, first of all, that event was really, I, I like to think of it as the Chris show because it really was the Chris show. And just a few other people were there, but if your name wasn't Chris, it's like, ah, eh, you were just there. <laughs> I'm sure Landsharks appreciate that as well. Well, yeah, they should. Chris was there. (laughs) Chris was by far the most popular name. It was. 
but but besides the fantastic event uh just i ended up staying the night uh in victoria and the place was just phenomenal uh the the parliament building was lit up for the holidays just amazing actually believe that whole inner harbor area was just lit up to uh for the holidays and it was just fantastic i enjoyed it i i I did a lot of walking um from the hotel where i was staying a a few blocks up from the parliament building and and uh, got to get out at night and enjoy the uh the sights and i did some uh virtual caches while i was there too so it was just it was a blast i definitely have to come back up there and everybody in victoria knows about geocaching everybody we ran into that is new about geocaching yeah especially that neighborhood not right Mm -hmm. by uh the land shark store right just Mm -hmm. down the street from it i kind of felt like we didn't need to wear any uh geocaching gear because they pretty much knew what we were doing yeah (laughs) we had the one guy say oh you're it's down the wall a little bit more (laughs) i was like great thanks you just want to find it for us yeah yeah really we'll go on yeah, that was a uh, that was a blast. I, I I wish I could have spent more time up there. Uh, it was just so much fun. So it's on my list to come back. I might even bring the wife uh, next time. We'll go up there, go to Butchar Gardens. I know she would love to go back there. Uh, so we'll we'll have to do that. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was a fantastic time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, and it was uh, our first time actually caching with you, MC Three Cats. We yeah. had we hadn't done that before, so. It's a lot nice. of fun. Oh, yeah. we we forgot the uh, the uh, oh she was a constable there at the uh, Parliament mm-hmm. building. That was that was pretty fun too. She she knew what we were doing, <laughs> and and that little garden there. <laughs> well, she was a fellow geocacher, so right. Yeah, she came around the corner and she didn't she say something like, "I know what you guys are doing." You guys don't look suspicious at all. No, oh, coming from a constable, that kind of makes me nervous. <laughs> right. Well, what was what was awesome is we told her about the virtual out out in the front of the building at the at the fountain that she didn't even know about. So that was that was pretty good. I think we did our our, our civil duty there. Yeah. Let her know that there is a virtual uh, at her workplace, uh, and she's like, "Oh, I got to go do it." <laughs> like, well, you're here. <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> well, if she was observant, she should be able to do it without having to walk around. Yeah, other than she has to get her picture at the fountain. I oh, that's that was true. One of them. But, you know, she probably knows the answer to those questions. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, so that was that was fun. Again, great trip. I enjoyed it. It's such a beautiful city. It is. Yeah, it's one of my favorite places to go and uh, filled with a lot of, as you said, filled with a lot of great geocachers. And my goodness, I think we met most of them at the Sharks event. So that yeah, was a great turnout at the event, too. Mm-hmm. We had that place pretty packed, which and it's a nice store too, of course. Um, uh, Chris Chris gave me the uh, the 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 down low on how they had to move across the street and they lost release. And I'm like, hey, this this place is nice. I think you, I don't know what the old store was like, but this place is much better. <laughs> so that was that was cool. I really enjoyed it. So why right. did the land sharks cross the road <laughs> to get to the other side? <laughs> or the, the land sharks lost their lease i think is how that really works <laughs> upgrades yeah upgrades i would call that an upgrade but anyways so there yeah it was great so great hosts great event uh, you had a great time in a great city 
And uh, we want to talk a little bit about a great organization. So, uh, Chris, maybe give us some background on the WSGA, if any of our listeners are not familiar with that particular geocaching association and the concept of geocaching associations in general. Yeah, so the, the WSGA, I, I think as, as most uh, geocaching organizations go, they're, they're born out of a necessity. Uh, and in our situation, uh, it was a Washington State Parks, um, they were basically lowering the, the hammer down on having geocaches in state parks. And that, you know, was, a, was the, the alarm bell that went off in the geocaching community and, and the state and uh, a group of somewhat well-known geocachers uh, decided to uh, organize and make a state geocaching group. Uh, if you go to our website and see under the About tab, uh, you will see a picture of the original group that that uh, essentially platted the WSGA back in September of 2002. Uh, there's some a couple of uh, fairly famous people uh, that are in that photograph. One of which um, was the vice, the very first vice president of the WSGA that uh, I think most folks probably know. <clears throat> so I won't give that away. I'll let folks run over and check that out. Uh, I'll drop our website here while I'm at it. It's wsgaonline.org. Go over and check that out. Uh, you can find all kinds of information about the, uh, the organization. Um, we, our store site is there as well. You can check that out. Uh, but that's basically how the, the group came along. And I think for the most part, um, geocaching organizations as a whole, they have to have a reason to, to organize. And I think our situation is, is somewhat similar to some of the others. Uh, the oldest geocaching uh, organization in, on planet Earth, which is their tagline, is the uh, Georgia Geocachers Association, uh, the GGA. If you go on their website, uh, they have trademarked that uh, the first geocaching organization on planet Earth. That's their trademark, <clears throat> which I thought was pretty funny. It's, they came along uh, in 2001, so they have a, a speed by about a year or so. And their uh, reason to uh, you know come around was very similar to ours. It was basically a parks you know, not really understanding what geocaching is, and uh, which is one of the reasons why the organization exists. It's not just getting geocachers together, but we do things like uh, outreach, um, which is basically going and meeting with outside entities like state parks, cities, counties, et cetera, and kind of explaining to them what geocaching is. Um, I've done a number of outreach uh, events myself where I've gone and talked to, whether it's a scouting group or a city or a county, um, and just you know set up a booth at one of their events and explain what geocaching is to people. And basically, it's just education. Um, so that's that's one of the things that that uh, geocaching organizations do. Obviously, we have events promoting uh, events within our own, you know, state. If we're a state or a, pro a provincial group, um, so those are just some of the things that we do. Um, so, sorry, <clears throat> so what I've heard so far is education, um, advocacy mm -hmm. um, to the the landowners on behalf of geocaching 
and uh, events. So those are kind of the three. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to to make light of it, but just you know, boil it down to kind of the three key things people can remember about what the value proposition of the the UFGA is. That that's it exactly is is those three things and obviously we have membership uh, we have two different levels of membership so if you want to be involved with our organization or really any organization uh, I'm obviously I'm going to promote our organization but really the way I see it all geocaching organizations are pretty much doing the same thing we're just representing different regions the uh, british columbia has its own uh geocaching organization in fact i've met recently met the current president of the bcga uh and we all have common goals and common themes and we're all out to promote the activity that is geocaching that's what we do um so whether you're Lining with our organization and being a member or with somebody else, I think it's important as a geocacher that you should do that because you're supporting, in a sense, you're supporting an activity that you love to do. Mm-hmm. Why not financially back that uh, and be part of, a, you know, a, a group of people who all have a common goal? So before we talk about what's coming up in 2019, since we just started this fresh, fresh new year. Uh, what are some of the major highlights you you would uh, talk about for 2018? 2018 uh, for me was was rather a, a rough start as my tenure as as president. Uh, we 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 kind of had some some challenges with uh, just board members. We had uh, lost a couple of people on our board very early on. Uh, so I kind of spent a good chunk of my, my tenure just trying to uh, fill some holes in, in various positions. Um, and thankfully, I could say we've got a full 11-member board now, <clears throat> thank, thankfully. Um, but I think as, as highlights go, uh, certainly uh, the holiday party that the Puget Sound chapter does every year, uh, that kicked things off uh, beginning of 2018. Um, the rep at the time uh, did a fine, just a fantastic job, as he had always done uh, in that position um, out in Maple Valley. We had a big turnout, as we always do. It's kind of a big, hey, get everybody together after the new year and, and uh, have a potluck. And we do drawings. And uh, it, it's just a it's just a great sort of ring in the new year kind of event. And that's always been held uh, in the Puget Sound chapter. It kind of moves around a little bit. Uh, so that was probably a, a good kickoff to 2018. And then, of course, the APE event is, you know, much essentially our signature event. Uh, we put most of our resources and volunteer time goes into just putting on that event. We had a great uh, APE again this uh, past year. We had, I want to say, close to 800 attendees which was pretty good uh, with the ape cash being up for its second year now um, after the original uh, container was, was found. Uh, so we still had a, a lot of folks that wanted to come and do uh, and find that uh, uh, cash. So that worked out really well. Um, let's see. Then, uh, Oh, we had a camp out too. I kind of skipped that. We had probably the, one of the better attended camp outs we've had in a while. In fact, I want to say the majority of the board members actually attended it and considering 
that the uh, camp out was up in the northeast corner of the state, which is sparsely populated uh, and more is more of an outdoorsy, you know, place. Um, we had uh, just about every, I think there was two members that didn't attend, two wow. uh, board members. Uh, everybody had to travel there. Um, even uh, even our, there are uh, Inland Empire uh, rep who's down in the uh, Spokane area. He had to trek up there to the northeast uh, corner of the state. So we had a really good turnout for that. Uh, so those are probably the the, the big highlights um, for for this past year. All right. So that's looking back. What about looking forward? Do you have any big plans for 2019? And it's already been asked in the chat by Brian Lang. What's the date for going ape 2019? Have you event, have you published that event yet? I knew that was I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, at this point, it's going to be the weekend of August 17th. I don't have the exact date. What's happening right now is we have the event page in for review. Um, we're doing some special things with the ape this year because it turns 10 uh, this year, and we are as much as we can kind of revamping that event. Um, obviously there's some, some few challenges with the event in terms of uh, vamp revamping it because it's really based on that location. Can't really change things too much because it's at the same place every year. So we're doing some different things. Uh, uh, just expect this to be more of a several day event. It's not going to be just one day as it has been in the past. We're looking at stringing a few events together uh, and, and making this more of a destination for just a couple of days instead of just one day. Um, we are going to do, we're looking at doing some different things during the event itself. So kind of stay tuned for that. A lot of this is still very much in the planning stage, of course. Um, first things first, we got to get the event page up and get past uh, the reviewers. Hopefully, we'll get that done here really quick. But we've had a lot of people asking about it, so it's not a surprise. Uh, but figure, you know, third weekend, which would be August 18th, 17th, 18th, um, that's kind of the typical time we have the ape event kind of around the the big international geocaching weekend that's historically where the event has always been so it's about the third week of august third weekend of august cool and let's see what else oh um cannot forget this since i was talking about the bcga a little bit ago um when I, I mentioned before that I had met with uh, Baja Betty, who is the uh, BCGA president, um, geez, that was, a, that was back in, I think, November. Uh, I went up and met with her to talk about an idea I have about a sort of a joint event with the BCGA and the WSGA. Um, and I floated this idea past her about the two of us sort of having a, a an event, I just kind of threw out a name of a hands across the border kind of a an event, which I think would be a fantastic thing to do. I don't think we've ever done that as an organization where we've reached out and teamed with another uh, local uh, geo organization. Uh, but hey, there's a first for everything. Why not do this? So I, I talked to her about it and she thought it was a great idea. So what we're looking at doing, and I got to 
get my board behind me and at least on the financial side of it, um, which I don't think will be too expensive. Uh, but the idea is to have an event at Peace Park mm-hmm. uh, and blame. And I, I mean, my sort of grandiose envision would be to have this as an every year event and we just switch sides of the border. So one year we have it on the U S side, the following year, it's on the British Columbia side and we just go back and forth and, and have an event. Uh, the park is beautiful. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's um, uh, uh, buildings that you can rent. I know definitely on the U S side, uh, the Washington state peace park has the Cal, uh, the American kitchen building, which is huge. It's perfect for an event. Uh, and I'm pretty sure on the BC side, there's uh, a building that can be rented as well. I'm pretty sure there is, yeah, one with a, a an open fireplace and everything there. Seem to recall that. So I think it would be just a fantastic idea. We're all, I mean, this podcast is a great example of it being an international, uh, you know, group that's putting this on every week. I like the idea of us hooking up with the BCGA and letting, you know, U.S. and Canadian cashers get together and chew, chew the fat on stories and talk about geocaching. I think it's a great idea. So that's something I'm super excited about. And I, I definitely see this happening. I'm even toying with a date in April mm-hmm. uh, for this to happen. Uh, so kind of stay tuned on that uh, for the future. But we'd love to get everybody together up there in uh, the lovely, lovely Blaine, <laughs> Washington. Right there at the border. Right at the border. Yeah. That would be, that's a great idea. That would be a really fun event. And uh, I look forward to hearing more about that. So appreciate yeah. you giving us a little insight into that. Yeah. And as, as we look forward and maybe even look a little further forward than 2019, 2020 is, uh, I think everybody knows, but that's going to be the 20th anniversary of geocaching. And since geocaching was born in Washington State, uh, or at least officially um, housed in Washington State, I mean the first geocache is technically in Oregon, but you know, well, it's close we'll enough. We claim it. <laughs> close, <laughs> close enough. Um, is is the WSGA making any plans that uh, our listeners may want to consider uh, for the twentieth anniversary of geocaching? I, I can't see us not getting involved with something like that. I mean, that's that's huge, and I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, if the folks at HQ come to us and ask us to put on something, uh, which they have come to us on uh, many occasions before. They like to um, they've come to us for outreach stuff, and I've done a number of things on their behalf. Um, which I, I love every time they can come to us and ask us to help them out with something because they know that we've got the community. You know, they're busy putting on this fantastic thing we call geocaching, and they've got their their lackeys busy making sure that, you know, the apps are running great and all that, and the website's working like it's supposed to and all that, all that stuff. Uh, but they, they see that the organizations are much better at, you know, uh, doing things like outreach and putting on events and because uh, they know we can bring the people. And uh, I just I think that's uh, something I could potentially see happening down the road. But even if they don't, you know, we'll do something. We have to. <laughs> We're sort of obligated. <laughs> Well, it's a great opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is. We'll we'll have to. That'll be something we'll definitely want to plan for down the road and uh, figure out what we want to do. But absolutely, in fact, uh, if you all remember, uh, 
what they did for the 10-year event. I don't know if they are going to do that again and for, for the 20. I thought it was cool that they had special event icons uh, for the 10-year anniversary mm-hmm. back uh, back in uh, back in the day. But it was it was pretty cool. Um, I remember here we we had I don't think it was probably about maybe eight. 10 year anniversary uh events mm-hmm. and you got that special icon and mm-hmm. they it was a one-time deal and it was gone i don't know if they're going to do that for for the 20 but well, if they do the, is that the lost and found icon mm-hmm. yeah they uh, i think they ended up changing the name uh, afterwards but uh yeah it was it was a one-time deal and if you were cashing back in uh 2010 you you know i think i went to three I think I went to three of them and I worked to get to do them. How many did you do, uh, Chris? I just did two. You did two? I, I, I think we did a couple, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, Witten was with me on both of them. Somewhere there's a group photo that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, that was fun. So who knows if they're going to do that uh, for for uh, the 20th. I hope they do or do something. You know, I, I, yeah. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Right. Well, I, I know adding icons is not an easy thing. Uh, because there's a lot of different software that interacts now with it that, you know, adding an icon can break, but for a 20th anniversary, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're going to, I mean, you're going to get people out. I mean, (laughs) that's not going to be a problem. I I, I try to remember how many we had around here, but it was probably about eight. And I, I, there was a couple of people that I think went to every one of them. (laughs) No, I I managed geocachers. And it was all over the Seattle area too. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. It was a fun time. W- yeah. Was it LG nine thousand? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he was even cashing back then. <laughs> no, I don't he know. Wasn't. <laughs> but he would have. He would have made oh, it to every event. He definitely would have. Uh, so who knows? I, I would say keep your ears open. I'm sure HQ will uh, get announcements out when we get closer to that. Uh, but I just don't see them letting uh, a monumental event like that just go by without some sort of recognition Uh, and we'll be in the middle of it. It's tradition. The first anniversary is paper and the fifth is wood and the 10th, the 20th anniversary. I think I looked it up is icon. That's that's (laughs) the traditional gift for a 20th anniversary. We need to to pass that word on to the powers that be at HQ. If it, if it isn't officially that it doesn't take long to change it in Wikipedia. So that's right. There you go. All the listeners should go over there now and start changing the, and making the updates because, you know, you get a bunch of people doing it. It has to be true. Once 30 people do it in Wikipedia, it's true. That's right. Well, there you go. We'll, 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 we'll start, uh, we'll start the, uh, the, the big tidal wave. <laughs> <clears throat> Honey, it's our 20th anniversary. Here's an icon. <laughs> I love that idea. I think they're actually doing that more with souvenirs now. You know. Yes, I think that I yeah. think that's I think it was one of the reasons why they start doing that is Second day, yeah. it uh, it's probably easier to do that, at least technologically, I guess. OK, so, so we've looked back at 2018 highlights for the WSGA and we've looked forward at what's coming. And we've talked about all the wonderful things that WSGA does to support this hobby we love so much. How do we join? what's the cost uh what do, what do you get for your membership excellent question so uh again go to our website the uh, wsgaonline.org 
there we have two uh, membership levels. Uh, there's the basic, uh, basic, uh, that is $15 a year. And what you get for that is you get a laminated uh, badge, uh, which shows the year that you're, you know, you're currently uh, a member. And what's neat about the badges, and and the premium members get that as well. Um, but we do, uh, the, the reps will do raffles and they will do special member-only raffles. So if you go to an event and there'll be a special raffle uh, uh, ticket that you'll get just for members. So just an extra added perk that uh, one of the uh, chapter reps came up with the idea, which I thought was fantastic. It's just another another added value to being a, a member, whether you're basic or premium. Premium member is at the $25 level. So basically you get all the, the perks of uh, what the basic member is. The only difference is that extra $10, you will score the, uh, the WSGA coin that we meant for that particular year, which I think is a pretty good deal because some of the coins that we've minted over the years, sure they're a lot more than $10. <laughs> This year's one, coin, or I'm sorry, last year's coin now? I forgot what year I was in suddenly. <laughs> last year's coin, I'm pretty sure that was a little more than $10. That was a uh, spectacular coin, I'll just have to say. And I was, you know, I thought, oh, I don't need another coin. And then I saw it at GeoCoin Fest, and I thought, <clears> I really should have become a premium member for that coin. Yeah, Chris Mackey did the uh, design on that uh, coin, and I saw him at GCF, and I just said, this is phenomenal. The detail on this coin is just, it's off the charts. I mean, take You could even take a magnifying glass and look at the detail uh, of what he has done on that coin. It's just, it's spectacular. And then the hologram on the other side. Yeah, it's pretty cool, too. <laughs> it's pretty that cool. was a pretty unique coin. I like that. That was neat. It, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a good coin and we still have a number of those left after we gave them all to our premium members. We still have, well, 30 some odd left to, to sell. And that's over to at the store on the WSGAonline.org. Head on over there, grab one of those coins because you will not be disappointed in that design. Yeah, the, the, the coins are on there. Uh, we have uh, quite a few of the 2017s, which is more of a uh, Northwest uh, native uh, design with the, uh, with the salmon on it. It, it. And it's actually uh, two-toned. So one side is silver. You flip it over. The other side's gold. Um, that was pretty cool. We got a handful of the 2016s left. They're about gone. Uh, and then, of course, there's other stuff. We got all kinds of ape merchandise on there as well. Tons of ape coins. Uh, we still we have some apparel on there as well. Not a lot. This nifty hat. We got quite a few of those still uh, in the store. Um, also, if you don't like what you see on our website, uh, we hooked up with an outfit called Red Hat Prints. Uh, they have our logo. And they can put our logo on, you know, different shirts, hoodies, hats. Um, you just go check out their, their site. And they actually have a geocaching store. So it's not just um, uh, our logo, but there's some other uh, logos on there as well. 
What's nice about that is if you buy a WSGA sh shirt or hoodie uh, from their site, we get uh, a little a little kickback from every uh, sale of anything that has our logo on it, which is nice. And that works out well for us because we don't have to carry the merchandise, which is kind of nice because my garage is full of WSGA gear that I'm trying to get out the door, trying to sell. Um, uh, since I am now the the uh, merch uh, manager as well as the president, so I kind of wear double hats here. So, um, Chris, mm -hmm. Chris, I just interrupt for a sec. I saw sure. in the chat um, uh, one of our listeners was asking a question about the the coin and asking, "Oh, can we see it?" So, I'm just if you happen to be watching the YouTube and if you're listen listening to the audio, you can obviously go to the WSGA website and take a look. But if you're watching the YouTube now, you'll be able to see on my screen here. I'm displaying. The images of the coin um it's kind of hard to see the flip side so obviously you see the one side with the four animals and it looks it's great it's the detail is insane on this um, yeah that photo really does not do it justice <laughs> yeah it doesn't but the um and it really doesn't do justice to the the what we could call a hologram there's a better name for it i can't remember what it is yeah right? there it's i i forget what they call that but yeah it's it's when you uh, tilt it, you get different pictures. That right, that lenticular is that the lenticular is. is the that, word. Thank that, you. That's it. Yeah. And so yeah, so the the cool thing is that if I understand this correctly, on the lenticular side, as you twist it, you see actually different images from the different areas of Washington that are supported by the WSGA. Is that correct? Uh, yes, it's it is basically kind of a collage of different scenes throughout the state. Very cool. And that's really kind of the 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 sort of the yin yang thing, which uh, on the backside, um, as you can see, they uh, the same thing with the animals. They were uh, the idea was to try to capture um, some of the the sea the sea creatures and sea animals that kind of represent the west side, and then uh, you know the creatures that you know would, would would you'd see more over on the on the east side of the state. So that was kind of the idea, um, and we've I think we've done some of our previous coins in the prior years were along the same lines. Uh, I remember a, uh, we did one that had um, an apple. Was it an apple? Uh, we had one with a hat. It had the Spokane carousel on one side and I think a state ferry on the other. Uh, so we've done kind of that theme in the past. And, you know, we again, we're Washington State. We represent both sides of the state, not just the uh, the populous west side of the uh, the state, but also you know the east side as well. So it's uh, that was kind of the idea behind a few of these uh, coins that we've done over the years. Excellent. So, um, so that we covered that off. What do you what do you get? What does it cost? So it's uh, fifteen dollars to twenty five dollars, depending on what uh, level you want to join at. So if one has joined, or even if one hasn't officially joined the WSGA, um, how can they help out at events or for planning for events? How can people who are interested in supporting the efforts of the WSGA get involved and, and help out? Uh, we are, are always looking for uh, for volunteers, especially at the APE event, but even some of the smaller events that we do, we like uh, the Puget Sound chapter, and I think some of the other chapters do this as well. We do a summer picnic uh, which is a, 
kind of a big event for the for the Puget Sound chapter. Uh, you know, we, we find a, a park somewhere. I think it's been down in uh, Point Defiance in Tacoma the last couple of years, which is a fantastic location. There's a gazillion geocaches in that park, uh, and it's a great place for for uh, a big picnic. Uh, so those type of events, of course, we need people to help uh, run it and clean up after it because it's a, it's a big it's a big event ape event is the exact same way uh with the ape we uh we'll send a call out for volunteers as we get closer to the event we ultimately end up signing uh people to different to do different things during the ape because it's 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 our huge it's our largest event that we do i mean it's the only mega event that this organization does so we need a, a an army of of uh volunteers to help out um from parking uh to manning the many booths that we have uh we always are looking for someone to get into the ape suit and be the ape creature uh or be wait the, that's a person <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know that? No, I thought you had real apes there and Bigfoot. Oh, sorry to burst your bubble oh, there, man. Chris. He's you interviewed need- the ape. Yeah. He's- <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, just uh, go to any of our events. And if you want to help out, by all means, uh, reach out to the uh, event uh, organizer. If it's uh, like I said, we have uh chapter reps in different regions of the state so their their job is to put on events um find who that person is uh, usually that's not too hard to figure out who it is <laughs> and uh you know talk to him say hey i'd like to help out so chris a good question just came in from bounce mm-hmm. bounce in the chat and he's asking do you have to be a member to volunteer absolutely not uh you do not need a dub to be a wsga member at all to to volunteer at any of our events um you don't even need to be uh a geocacher to even attend our events uh usually that's people that show up at our events but uh we've had uh, park rangers of course uh, kind of get in on the fun uh, when we've done events and uh, at state parks and such especially at the ape venue uh the, the the park rangers always seem to be uh there and they've gotten to know us pretty well over the over the almost mm-hmm. 10 years of doing it there. Um, so that's, I just love that event just because we've come first full circle with the whole uh, WSGA as a whole. And why we came about was because the state parks were going to shut us down in terms of hiding caches in, in the state parks. And here we are doing this event going on 10 years now. That's at uh, the Iron Horse State Park. <laughs> It's it's just the phenomenal thing, and it just shows you what uh, what what geocachers and geocaching organizations can do. So, on a, maybe a related silly question: If you don't have to be a member to volunteer, do you have to be a Washington State resident to become a member? <clears throat> Excellent question. Uh, no, you don't. In fact, we have uh, some members that are nowhere near. Washington. I know for a fact we've got uh, a WSGA member in Florida. Can't get too much further away from from Washington. So yeah, exactly. Uh, so yes, you you can be uh, both in the United States as well as outside if to be a member of our organization. Um, I, I know in 
other organizations, I'm pretty sure the BCGA is one of them where you have to be, because of their charter, you actually have to be, uh, you have to be a citizen of that particular province, which in this case is British Columbia. Um, so if I wanted to be uh, a, B, a member of the BCGA, uh, I would not be able to do that. You'd have to use Land Monkey's mailing address. I would, yes. I would <laughs> have to take on his persona. And, and I, I, those are big shoes for me to fill. So yeah, I couldn't, be, I couldn't do it. Be the monkey. <laughs> be the monkey. Just channel the monkey. It's, yeah, it's, it's all good. It, uh, it, it helps with your, your geocaching. Um, we do have another question from GSM X2 or times GSM two. times two. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for using the hashtag ask WSGA tag. That was awesome. How do, so here's the question. How do they think, or how do you think uh, at the WSGA, the snag the tag promotion worked? How well did that work? Any feedback, any thoughts on that? You know, the, the snag the tag last year, I think it was probably the best year that we have done that. And uh, the reason for that is the the minions that were out putting those tags out, they th- their only marching order that we gave was go out and and spread the wealth, find a corner of Washington somewhere and drop a tag, and that's what uh, they all did. And some some of the folks that were placing those tags were board members, but certainly not everybody. We had some uh, WSGA members, but they were non-board members that uh, went out and spread the wealth. And I think because we didn't concentrate uh, the tags in certain areas of the state, but rather kind of spread it around, uh, a lot more people got to find the tag uh, which was really the whole purpose of this, and then come to the ape event and get the the coin. And uh, I, I think it was more successful than the prior years that we've done it. And that's mm-hmm. something I think if we're going to continue doing it, that we have to do the same thing. We have to get out and some of these places like Washtukna. If you know where that is, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, over kind of in the Palouse area of Washington. Um, but I, I, I know somebody dropped a tag in Washtukna. Look that one up on a map. <clears throat> it's pretty small. Or Star Starbuck is another little blink and you miss Starbucks it. Starbucks uh, are everywhere. I mean, yeah. you say you dropped a tag in Starbucks, you know, <laughs> that would be a challenge. Which one? Yeah, that would be a whole different mm-hmm. challenge, wouldn't it? Uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty good last year. Um, I was I was really happy with the feedback that we got from. Uh, from the snag, uh, from the uh, uh, spot the ape uh, promotion that we did. That was spot the ape. You're right. Yep. Yep. So the whole idea, in case people don't know, the idea was you hit a a tag. Uh, so the aluminum disc type of tag uh, in a location. You posted the coordinates on the website or on Facebook. It was on a almost like a Google Map application that, and I I, I try to remember who was running that. Um, might have been Jackie, uh, but there is a, a an an, an online a, a map program that yeah, they use right. to, to drop them. So that you would just, when you placed it, you were to email that person and say, "Okay, here's the tag. Here's a picture. Mm-hmm. Here's a little write up, kind of like a geocache. You throw, you know, basically the write up is pretty small. It gives you a hint, right? Uh, and then you go out and find it." And it could be next to a geocache. I mean, there were really no, the placement rules were basically, you know, place it where you, where you would put a geocache. Okay. Um, that was kind of the rules. 
so it could be next to a geocache uh, because it didn't, you know, we weren't listing it on right. the HQ website. or. So that. if you went out and you were the first one to get to that spot, grab that tag, then you held on to it until the ape event in which you turned in the tag. Actually, you showed them the tag. You got to keep it and you got a geo coin for it. Right. You, for freezies. Right. You got it. You got the ape, uh, ape coin, uh, for that, for the event. And that's, it just, it just added a whole nother element of Mm -hmm. fun to, to it. And I, I, again, I think we've always, we've had some really good, uh, feedback from that. And, uh, we had some very enthusiastic people, uh, running that, uh, that side of the event too. uh, our social media gal, um, Jesse, she was doing just a fantastic job you know, publishing it and writing it up on our uh, Facebook page. And uh, so we really, uh, it was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was. A lot of attention. Yeah. I think most of them were found. I think there were a few that never <laughs> either went missing or. <laughs> or they're still out there. <laughs> they're still out there in some faraway park. <laughs> it's a cool promotion. I, I like the idea. And I think you guys used it again for the GeoCoin Geo Fest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, the, the, uh, the, the GCF committee, uh, did something very similar, except they had some differences, obviously, uh, because ours was really geared just for Washington. So those were the rules. You could only place it within the borders of Washington state. Okay. The GCF was a worldwide, uh, game. So, uh, they were encouraging people. You, you could actually buy, a, a, a bag of the tags if you were in Germany and you could hide them in Germany. And so this, because it was more of a, I mean, really GCF is kind of a, a, a large event anyway. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. mega event, but it's, it's, it's like, it's like geo Woodstock. I mean, it's, it's attended, it's a multinational attended event. And uh, so the organizers over there were like, well, we're going to, if somebody wants to buy a sack of them, go for it and they can go hide them in, you know, Germany or Belgium or, you know, Canada or wherever they want to hide them. Uh, I'm no, sure there's Canada. some of those. I'm sorry. That, that contest isn't available in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, land monkey. That was a little too close to home. Oh, funny. That was really funny. You're just <laughs> on a roll tonight, buddy. I'll tell you what, I'm going to take the rest of the night off. You enjoy your podcast. Okay. <laughs> hey, I really thank you for taking your time to be on our podcast, but you're done now. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, I may have overstepped uh, my bounds there. <laughs> wow. It's a well, good thing you guys aren't near each other. <laughs> or that we're friends or anything. All right. Well, uh, MC three cats, thank you so much for coming and talking to us about the WSGA, giving an update of what happened last year, what we can look forward to in the upcoming year. Um, it's a great organization. You know, I, I just got an email today that my, uh, membership expired. So I've got to re up that. In fact, I'm, I might do it tonight. You double down and go for the premium. It really should. Because <laughs> I, you know, if I want that coin now, it's going to cost me $20 instead of 10. So well, technically it's not even a double down, right? You're going from 15 <laughs> to 25, not 15 that's, to 30. So. That's right. So technically it's just, it's an extra 10 bucks. It's, it's a double down with a discount. <laughs> there you go <laughs> whatever works for you math is hard <laughs> math is hard yeah. uh chris are you going to stay with us in the after show 
Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, great. So, folks, thank you so much for staying with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Catching in the Northwest. You know what? There are more to come. Should the world not end in 2019, next week we're hoping to talk with Gold Country. In fact, we're going to, of, of course, unless the world ends. And then after that, we are, are you sitting down for this? I know if I know. you're driving, you should be sitting down. But maybe if you're just watching, you want to sit down because we are doing the second part of our Hitchhiker's Guide to Geocaching. You should go back, listen to the first one, and then get ready for the second. I'm excited. I was going to say, the first one played around this time last year, so. Mm -hmm. And you've got some time down then to, to listen to that. And any other episodes in 2018 you might have missed. Following that, we're going to be talking with Sandra Riches from Adventure Smart. And then Tulare. How do you say this? I believe name? it's T-W-A-L-R-E. Okay. I, That's I, how it's spelled anyway. Yeah. From Cashterno. Is that right? That's how I like to say it. It sounds Italian. Okay. A cash a turn, though. Cash turn, no. It's cash tour. It's cash. Yeah, it's cash tour dot no. Dot yeah. no okay. from Norway. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, the Norwegians may not appreciate that. Welcome the, to the 2019. Italian. Let me demonstrate my ignorance right here. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to be ignorant. You can tune in on the 31st <laughs> and learn all about cash tour. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Is that me? It's up. I'm up. Hey, I was I was actually busy trying to do something that I was asked about in the chat. But you know what? I think what we should do is have our chat lackey go look it up. And that is uh, there was a fatas about a uh, link to the previous Hitchhiker's Guide episode. Yeah, I just started looking it up myself. So while that's being looked up, I want to take a moment to thank Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, British Columbia, like all the cool kids did a couple of weekends ago. Right. All right. They are open six days a week, except holidays or except when we're having an event there. And they ship online orders every day. We also want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. That's Bounce Bounce, Team Squirrel, Limax, and WorldCaching.com. Folks, if you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link on the CachingNW.com website. And now, the moment that no one's been waiting for, I'm going to read all the... <laughs> The, I'm going to read all the names. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I've been waiting for it. Oh, have you? Okay, yeah. great. There's, isn't there some new people, I think? There's there's some new names at the yeah. end. It's going to get exciting. All right. It's Broncos Fan for Life, Sprouter Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, Subway Mark Dora, Mordoon Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Navpros, Wino Seattle, Akerdoc, Billy Robson, Genies, Antaeus, Keats 94, Trexer Zero, MC3 Cats, Kennel Barb, M-Nerve, Wet Coaster, and Green Words. Wow. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate your support. We do indeed. Now, as we mentioned, we'll wrap this episode up. But between now and next week, if somebody wanted to reach out and get in touch with us, start with, starting with our guest, MC3Cats, we know that we can go to WSGAonline.org. But what if they'd like to get in touch with you, MC3Cats? Is there a method that you would prefer our listeners to reach you? You know, there's probably multiple ways of doing that. Of course, I have my president uh, at the WSGA uh, email. You could do the MC3Cats at Gmail. Of course, uh, ping me on the uh, the geocaching website, instant message. I'm also uh, Chris Brew at Facebook. It's another place you can find me. Uh, and I'm on Twitter, too. Not as much. More Facebook. All right. And Land Monkey. 
Hey, so it's uh, landmonkey.blogspot.ca. Um, the blog doesn't get updated that often, but definitely very frequently. Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope, and Facebook at LandMonkeyGC. Uh, also on Facebook, you can find us, Team LandMonkey. However, Season 2 has launched. The first video is out there on YouTube. Uh, check it out. Uh, the second video is edited and queued up, so that'll launch uh, next week. So, you know, if you enjoy our YouTube adventures, definitely check that out. That's Land Monkey on YouTube or L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y, Land Monkey on YouTube. So there M-O-U-S-E. you go. M-O-U-S-E. Nope, there's no M-O-U-S-E oh, in there. Sorry, missed that. You are off the marketing team. Wits end, my friend. Ouch. Well, compared to my blog, you are the most prolific blogger on the face of the planet. I think I did mine once when I started it and then never went back. So you're more likely to find me Twitter, Facebook, or geocaching.com as Wits End. As I often say, if you want to find my blog, you can find it at witsend.us. If you want to read an interesting blog, go over to landmonkey.blogspot.com. How about Chris? The regular host chris well i'm somewhat regular thank you yeah. uh you can find me on twitter and facebook at cashing nw instagram is cashing in the northwest or okay you know what head on over to cashing slash host that wits end has just redone and it looks fabulous to read our bios and find all those links that we just mentioned and a few that we don't just to see if you go over there <laughs> Hang on, I was going to read the close, but I didn't know. I'm, I'll, I'll check it later. For everybody, we want to thank you for taking your time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. You can be part of the show. Give us a call, 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a questions. You know what? Let us borrow one of your New Year's resolutions anytime, day or night. And of course, you can always email feedback at cachingnw.com. Your support helps to keep quality shows coming. If you like this show, go click the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website like some new people did this month, and we appreciate that. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast application might be. This show is produced by Chris Umfenauer and Jay Kennedy and hosted by Chris J and Jim Paul. This show is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2019, people, by Chris Umfenauer. <laughs> And now, hang out and chat. The after show is coming your way. Outstanding. Sorry, folks. I'm I'm hoping my voice will hang did, on for just a little bit longer. Did I choke you up with my? You music? did. <laughs> I was moved. Very emotional. It was that whole 2019 thing. I think yeah. that just got you, Chris. It really did. It's you know, choked up. Strange to hear 2019. I feel old. You are. Another year is coming on. <laughs> You're old, buddy, but remember, I'm older. Yeah. You know, the only benefit about being old is it goes by so much faster. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Time oh. actually accelerates. The oh, yeah. Time. It goes by so much faster than when you were young. Remember when you were young and you couldn't wait to be 18? That's <laughs> relativity, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> And then it was 21, and then it was, yeah. And then you got to get a three in front of your age there. That that meant you were something. <laughs> and now yeah. it's like sixes? No, I don't want those in front of my name. Yeah, now, I, now I, again, I want to be 30 mm-hmm. and then 25. Can we just start 
Pretending backwards? Yeah, it's my IQ. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I know what you need to say. You hate yellow. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know why I hate yellow, but I do, apparently. It so I just figured I'd, I'd go along with it. So you know, I have I, never seen you in a yellow shirt. That's true. Or I yellow have, pants. And if you ever wore yellow pants, we'd have to have a talk. Well, I was thinking <laughs> of getting some yellow parachute pants for the next Ooh. event. You're going to go MC Hammer on us, are you? I was going to say, but if I did that, you couldn't touch them. So, <laughs> Well, those would be gold, not yellow. Yeah. All right. So, oh, gold is, is fine. Go with gold. Gold is fine. Okay. Gold parachute pants. Okay. Yellow. No. Got it. It's King Midas. All right. So um, what else do we got here? Uh, we have some fatas. We said uh, land sharks throughout that. Chris from the WSGA had his own fatas at the shark store. What's that in reference to? Am I forgetting something that happened? You know, there was uh, a... I don't know if it was a super secret geocache, but there was one in that store that uh, because I, because I mean I just hung around after everybody left. Well, you guys had a, you had to take the the folks out to the uh, to the boat, so uh, you had to leave. But uh, there's there was a uh, another cache inside the store. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, and the the funny story on that is uh, when I was looking at all the wonderful wares that the store has, and there's. Uh, just if you've never been there, you gotta go. It's just they've got so much wonderful uh, geocaching uh, stuff there to get, and I definitely uh, bought a few things while I was there. But I was looking at this really cool box at the very. Uh, it was kind of down on the floor, and I thought, man, that looks pretty cool. It almost looked like sort of a hammered metal. Uh, container. I thought it was metal. Uh, and I'm going, oh, they can't possibly be selling that. It's just a box there on the floor. So I didn't think anything of it. Well, after everybody cleared out and I was still there talking to Chris and and uh, they pointed out this box and they're like, well, you want to sign this cash? There's a cash here. And I'm like, you mean the one out front? No, there's one in the store. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. So it was. A, it's an archive cash that they had out. Uh, I think it was a puzzle cache or something at one point. And uh, so they pulled it out and I got to sign the log. I was like, bingo. That's <laughs> that awesome. cool. Now the secret's out. Now it's out. Yeah. That's it's still out. fair. So see, you kind of missed out. You had to go back. back. <laughs> oh, I'll be back. <laughs> the box was cool. I was, I was, trying to figure what I could do with it for, for a geocache, but somebody obviously be, uh, beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly. It was great though. That's awesome. Well, good story. Um, we had uh, Keats94 shared a hashtag fantastic. He said, finally had the chance to head over to Vancouver Island for Christmas and tackle the amazing places geotour. So if you're not familiar with that, it's a brand new geotour. You can find it on geocaching.com under the geotours section. <laughs> Uh, he did say that windstorms wreaked a lot of havoc on the series. He found all the amazing place geotour caches except for one of them. The little Colicum Falls was closed when he was there, which is unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Yeah, we've had a lot of windstorms this fall and definitely this winter. It's, oh, been, yeah. it's been rough. Yeah. The whole region has just been hit with it. Yes, I had roof repair because of it. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. 
Yeah, we've we've not had any damage, but I keep looking at the big uh, fir trees in the back and mm-hmm. just yeah. waiting for the day. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know, sit outside on my deck in the summer and you hear the wind and you hear the neighbors' trees creaking. I'm like, oh boy. Mm. Let's see if if I look right, that that's gonna hit my house. <laughs> Well, that's the problem with some of those big trees, right? Is it's not even necessarily the tree falling. A, a big enough branch comes off, it can do some good damage to your roof and mm-hmm. windows and such. We we had that uh the big uh December 06 wind storm. If you guys remember that, it was it was pretty epic around here. Mm-hmm. Um it kind of roared in at night. Uh they actually closed the I-90 floating bridge. It was so bad. I I, I think no, it was the uh, the 520 was I'm closed. Funny. I think uh, the Hood Canal was closed too, and I don't know about the Narrows, but it was it was a monster. I mean, we're talking hurricane level winds blowing through here, wow. and we had a tree that was right on our property line between our our house and our na- and the neighbors. The whole entire fir, which was about seventy foot tall whole thing roots and all just toppled over into our yard so if you were out in the front of the front of the house you could look back into the backyard and all you'd see is these roots from this fir tree sticking out over the house it was it was amazing and it didn't it it took out a few fruit trees of course they didn't have a chance when the when the giant fell on them mm-hmm. uh, but it missed the house by the the branches of the fir tree were on my patio that's how close wow. It was, but it completely missed the house. Uh, and the very tippy top of the tree hit the power pole. So it went, cut a diagonal swag uh, across my backyard and took out uh, some trees. It was, it was impressive. And I saw the, I saw it fall at about two in the morning. It says, boof. <laughs> like, Crazy. God. So well, yeah, that was epic. As I say, on, on the topic of the Amazing Places GeoTour, uh, I, I did want to share that I, I got the souvenir for it. I have found all eight caches in the GeoTour. Um, and we were talking about that in a previous episode when we had Miss Jen and uh, Gear Guru on. Um, and uh, thanks to some fantastic work by our awesome friends at HQ, um, I do have the souvenir as of today. So I was very pleased with that. Um, and Trector. Uh, shared hashtag Fatas that he's in the mid island now and planning to get out there on Sunday to try and complete the geo tour. Nice. Very cool. Um, oh, we also had, so as we had mentioned before, uh, Bry Lang had <clears throat> shared Fatas about asking for a link to the previous hitchhiker's guide. If you're looking at the chat, if you're watching the video replay of this or watching it live, you'll see that the link was posted in the chat. But if you're not and you're listening to this, it's episode 233. So if you go back to episode 233, that's the one where we played um, Hitchhiker's Guide to Geocaching episode one. Love it was it. epic. Sorry? It was epic. <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I'll have to that's go check was that fun to make too. Let's see. Bounce Bounce noted that we need more of the Caching Northwest screensaver calendars. Uh, I'm working on it right now. I mean, Witsand did all the fabulous work to make these, and I just simply forgot to post them. So I'm posting them right now on Patreon. You can head on over to patreon.com slash caching and W and download the January, um, uh, uh, sorry, wallpapers for your computer and phone. There you go. 
Wow, that's pretty cool. Do a little sneak peek there. Nice. Nice, nice job. Photo contributed. Yeah, that is a contributed photo from yeah. uh, another patron. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's public knowledge. I don't know if it's anonymous or not, yeah. so I'll leave it there at the moment. Oh, okay. so. Nope, and Keats94 already got the email, so. Awesome. And warning, beautiful picture going away, my face returning. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, thanks for letting us know. That was a bit of a shock. Yeah, I know. Well, I figured I'd better warn somebody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my mouth we had one wow. more hashtag for Tass, uh from new patron of the show, Wet Coaster. Who said the uh, Esquimalt show wasn't a real podcast because we had pants on? Mm. <laughs> uh, is he sure that we had pants on? Well, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I was wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, I guess it wasn't a real show. I had actually debated not wearing pants. You know, I thought about the same thing. But it was kind of cold. Yeah, well, it, it, it would have been okay if we didn't have to walk around before. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could always come into the event and, you know, get everything set up. And right before we start, just take your pants off. It's what I do here. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, when in Rome or the Squimalt. Exactly. Or Murray Goldberg. Nice. I'm sure there's a lot of people at the event who appreciated us not taking our pants off. So. Eh. <laughs> they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think? Covers it off for tonight? Oh, there's one of the cats. Here. It's Mr. Petey. Hey, Mr. Hello, Petey. He wants he wants a snack. Yeah, he doesn't look terribly <laughs> impressed. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what is this all about? <laughs> Why haven't you fed me? Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but you haven't fed me. That's all I know. All right. Well, we better wrap this up so Mr. Petey can eat. That's he's right. Not, he's not really hurting for food. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> none of them are. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much. Join us next week. And until then, get out and get caching in the Northwest. <laughs>